You're listening to the God Center Mom Podcast with me, Heather McFadden. As the mom of four young boys, I know motherhood's hard. But sometimes I think I make it harder than it needs to be by putting myself in the center of things or even my kids. I forget to place God there and be led by His Spirit. I also tend to forget that I'm surrounded by God. He goes before me, He walks with me on the hard days, and He comes behind me when I make a mistake. So each week I'll interview someone new and we'll discuss what it means to be a God-centered mom. Thanks for listening. Welcome everyone to the God-Centered Mom podcast. Today I am very, very excited to share with you a woman who has spoken life and truth into my mothering and my experience, particularly um, when I met her, I just had my third son and I think God was preparing me because um, my guest, Leslie Johnson, she has four boys and so when my fourth son was there, was born, she was there to support me and give me encouragement. And so, um, welcome, Leslie. Welcome hey, to the God Center Mom podcast. Yes. Okay. So I want you to tell everyone about your four boys, their names, and how old they are, if you want. Okay. Awesome. Well, first, um, I I do have a husband. Yeah. <laughs> Good. Yes. That that's an important first, um, and he's a wonderful husband, uh, Craig. We've been married for twenty seven years, and we were blessed with four boys. And I never thought I would be the mom of four boys, but here I am. And our oldest is Will Johnson, and he is twenty four, and he's in Houston, and he's going to medical school. And no, he doesn't know what kind of doctor he wants to be yet. That he's going to be an awesome awesome doctor. And our second son, Benjamin, is 22, and he lives in Austin, Texas, and he has graduated. They both, these two both graduated from UT already, and he is living in Austin, and he is a a composer and songwriter, and he has produced two CDs. And um, actually today, Gal, he was on KUT, and they interviewed him, and it was so exciting. I feel so famous to be his mother. You are. Um, so that's awesome. We're very proud of Benjamin. And our third son, Ryan, is a junior at Washington and Lee in Lexington, Virginia. And he is a an artist, and he is studying fine art there. But he's actually, excitingly enough, in London, or Oxford, really, and studying at um, Oxford this fall. And he's studying art history and creative writing. And he has um, a really cool website, ryanpager.com, if you ever want to go look at that. Very cool. And then Kevin is our youngest. And he's, oh, Ryan was 20. And then Kevin is 18. And he is a freshman at the University of Texas at Austin. And he is um, studying economics in the liberal arts honors program and just tearing it up down there. Loves it. So those are my boys. They're awesome boys. I've met them, and um, they love their mom. As everyone told me, boys will love their mom. And they also um, are very bright and talented, creative and bright. And um, Leslie, so how many years are there between your oldest and your youngest? They were born every two years? They were born every two years, so there's two, four, six years between oldest. Yeah. And then uh, you not only have four boys, you also homeschooled those boys for a period of time. I did. I had a good friend who started homeschooling her oldest and um, I was really, I taught high school and English and I 
really wanted my children, because I didn't know I was going to have four boys at that time, to love learning and to love um, reading and art and everything that's wonderful about uh, learning. And I felt like um, homeschooling was a good way to start that journey for them. So we started with Will, and we actually homeschooled all the boys from kindergarten through eighth grade. And then in eighth grade, they went to a classical Christian school. And it was um, a great experience. So they all sound wonderful, and you sound amazing as a homeschool mom. (laughs) Not so much. (laughs) But I know from... From my journey and how I even got to writing on God-Centered Mom, it started with a lot of humbling experiences and a lot of feeling like I had um, issues of control and issues of jealousy and issues of anger and issues of um, just failure and just all these things. And they all kind of boiled down to mothering was kind of about me and not relying on God but on my own strength. So, we're going to go there. We're going to go there. We're going to get vulnerable. Um, With all the wonderful things and the ways that your boys um, have grown and and all your great time with them, but talk to us about the hard times. Like, what were some things you struggled with as a young mom um, in raising four boys? Well, I was kind of a, I am kind of a control freak, and the Lord is always trying to, you know, hone that off of me. And I, I think that became very fleshed out when when I became a mom because I think when you're a mom you don't realize before that how selfish you are and when you start having all these little people in your life that are demanding things of you all the time you realize wow I'm really selfish and you think after your first one well I really conquered that and then you have your second one and you think oh my gosh there's still so much in me and I just I love how the Lord would use each new baby to kind of uncover something else that I needed to surrender to him. And so I I think I learned through the years of mothering that I really had very little control mm-hmm. and that I needed to pray more and use less words. I think at the beginning I was always telling my children what to do and instructing and teaching and training. And not that you, do, you don't do that, but I would encourage young moms now to maybe – to say less, to use less words, and to pray more for their their children. So that that's one thing I think that the Lord showed me is that um, how little control I really had, and how much He wanted to be involved in all those things that I was doing with them. And sometimes I wasn't letting Him because I was trying to be in the driver's seat, yeah. and that doesn't work very good. So that's yeah. that's one way. Um, and, and I love. I mean, you gave me that advice. Um, when I was struggling, the, the pray, pray more, say less um, approach. And I think it's true. I think, I think you, was it you that said it, we're just kind of like in Charlie Brown? They hear, oh, mom's going off again. And so um, really it's God working in them that's going to sometimes make the difference. And, you know, for me, some of that awareness that I'm not in control came from those public moments yes, (laughs) with all the boys and just, or just some completely embarrassing, humbling experience. Did you ever have one of those brought to your knees, target, tantrum kind of moments? 
oh my gosh, so many that you just try to forget them. They're like when they, they yell out, Mommy, she's so fat. She's going to have a baby. And you're oh. just like, gosh, I'm so embarrassed. Uh, and just the times when you um, had to discipline them or, you know, take them out to the car and discipline them or bring them back in. And, oh, my gosh, just so, I try to forget those, Heather. So. Yeah. Well, didn't but, you, you had a story. What was your story? Oh, well, one of my children had a hard time with potty training. And I <clears throat> kind of lost it with him one time and just, like, kind of yelled really loud at him. You know, why do you keep pooping in your pants? Ugh! Yeah. And it was so horrible because he just, with his big blueberry eyes, just looked at me and said, because that's the way God made me, Mommy. <laughs> I thought, oh, my gosh, it's so awful. So I had to just really ask him for forgiveness and just hold him and hug on him and just realize, so bless you, that was a very bad mommy moment. Um, and just confess, really. I think it's really important with your children when you do say things that are hurtful or when you do lose it, that you just are quick to to ask them to forgive you and to yeah. say, hey, I'm not perfect and mommy makes mistakes and will you please forgive me? And I think that's a good thing for our kids to see that we're not perfect and that yeah. we do make mistakes and to just acknowledge it right then and there and make it right. So that was one of my more horrible mommy moments. But I had many. I think too, Gal, one of the things that I think I was really – Ugh, such so hard for me was I was always comparing, yeah. always comparing my kids to other kids, mm -hmm. uh, comparing myself to other moms. And I had a friend that would tell me, um, Leslie, comparison is the thief of all joy. And I always thought that was her quote, mm -hmm. but I realized it's Teddy Roosevelt's mm -hmm. quote. Mm -hmm. And um, that was a very good lesson for me to learn that when you compare um you're a lot of times you're comparing your insides with people at people's outsides. And we don't really know what's going on in other people's insides, but we're like comparing and thinking, Oh, she's such a better mom than mine. Or their kids are so much more well behaved than mine. And it's just, it just steals all joy. Yeah. And I know another thing that somebody told me once is she just said, Leslie, you are the best mom for Will. Hmm. Or let's say you're the best mom for Ben or Ryan or Kevin. God chose you to be their mom. And right. that is so life-giving because you right. realize, wow, God really did. He picked me to be their mom and nobody else can be their mom. And he's going to equip me and give me what I need to be that boy's mom. And I would encourage the mommies that are listening that you really are the best mom, that God gave you your son or daughter and you have what it takes. You have what you need to be the best mom. Isn't that great? I love it. Yeah, I think there, there's that Psalm 139 where everyone's like, he knit me together in my mother's womb. And I focus so much on he knit me that I forget about the womb part. Yes. And he put me in that womb, not somebody else's womb. And, and even for my own kids, he put that kid in my womb. Um, that the, the, Even the choosing the place where you're being formed was not yeah. a mistake. So, yeah, I'd love that. I mean, that's what... That's what keeps us going, right? <laughs> it is. That God has purpose say, for us. You know, all the gals that are listening, tell somebody that, tell somebody, you know, hey, you're the best mommy for little Johnny. And ask them to say that back to you, that that is just very life-giving in those moments when 
you fail or you you feel like, oh, I'm the worst mom. And I just think Satan likes to get into our heads and whisper in our ears that you're doing a bad job and you're not you're not a good mom. And that is just a lie. It's not it's not truth. And I think, you know, where you're standing versus where we're standing, um, it's good to hear someone who's gone before that those mistakes and those times and then you blow it and then you ask for forgiveness and that that you come on the other side of it and with your boys, you know, do they remember those times? I'm no. I keep holding I keep holding on to the hope that like maybe they'll forget that they, they do not remember I'm just telling you, I just want to encourage all of you out there. They do not. And and we think, oh my gosh, I've totally, you know, tortured this child and they're gonna remember this. No, because you are covering that over the Lord is filling in all the cracks with with his grace. He is covering over all of that and over a lifetime of, of them being in your home, the 18 years that you have them, that you're, you're filling in with so much love and security and wonderful memories that the times that you've kind of lost it with them are going to just, they're going to fade away and the, your kids are not going to remember that. Yeah. They're really not. So I, I think they're going to remember um they're going to remember the the good, the the hugs, the the warmth, the love, the the, the things that you did well. Yeah. And um, I remember you saying that your son remembered that you brought water out when he was playing football out front. Like that was something that he thanked you for. I know. From his and childhood. I really, all the other great things that you did, <laughs> you remember, please. That's so awesome. Like it's the little, it's the little acts of service. If maybe that's their love language, or it's the times that you cuddle if they're a touch person, or taking yes, a moment to look at a book. I, yeah. I would encourage the moms to, you know, read that book. Oh, then. Love Languages. Yeah. Who wrote that book? You know the book yeah. I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, because all my boys had different love languages. Some of them liked gifts. They liked little Circe's. They, you know, that was really, as they got to be preteens and teenagers, like food. I was like, oh, are you kidding me? That is so ridiculous. But they wanted to get a slushie at, at Sonic. That was super fun for them. Or I would get, um, you know, a Ben and Jerry's pint of ice cream, and that was that one son's special treat in the freezer. No one else could have it, and mm. I just think that really filled his little tank. Some of them like back tickles. Well, actually, they all like back tickles and back rubs and head scratches, which can be exhausting. But um, you just figure out what their love language is and just pour into that for for that that child, and it it reaps many benefits, many 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 benefits. Yeah. Well, I will. I will uh I will put that resource in the in the podcast notes so y'all can check out that book. I would highly okay. recommend it um with your spouse and with yes. your kids. Yeah. Yes. You mentioned Cersei and I want to make sure we do a shout out. Leslie has a blog. Um yes. it's in process redesign. So um maybe by the time this podcast gets published, y'all can go over there and check out her new space. Um but Leslie go ahead and say what is the address of your blog? Well, do you want me to say the new one? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The new the new one is going to be CerseGal.com. And that's S-U-R-S-E-E Gal.com. And a Cersei is an unexpected surprise that brings joy. It's not something big. It's not something expensive. It's just a little, it's a little something, a little Cersei. And I learned that word in college from one of my roommates. And I just love that idea of giving people little surprises that bring joy. And so I like to do that. And that's 
kind of what I write about, just the surprises in life. And if you haven't noticed yet, the second word Leslie uses, gal. (laughs) Gal. Which is so fun. You know why, gal? Because (laughs) I I can hear people. In fact, I have a friend. She was teaching at another school or doing something somewhere else, and she didn't know anybody. But she heard somebody say, gal. And she went up to me, and she's like, do you know Leslie Johnson? And she was like, yeah, of course, I, yeah, gal, of course I do. And she was like, that's amazing because I heard you say gal. And so I'm hoping that that word will go viral someday. Everyone, <laughs> that we'll all call each other gal because it's such a great, it's just so, what a great word for a friend. Yeah, so. I love it. I love it's personal and yes, it's and, sweet and yeah. it's, it just makes you feel like somebody really, really knows you. Well, and what I, I love about Leslie is um, that she does this in not just little gifts, but words. And, and I think that her writing and her space is going to be a blessing as a mom who's gone before us. Like all of us moms right now are writing about the struggles or what we are learning, but Leslie's on the other side of it. So I think that it's going to be a good resource for moms. Um, I hope so. I hope it's a blessing. I hope it's something that I think it's good. So speaking of blessings and things that you've learned, um, as we're in the midst of folding laundry and boys asking for snacks and picking up shoes and messes constantly, and we're not supposed to be worrying about ourselves and we're supposed to not be worrying about control and we're supposed to be about God and what he has. Right. How does a young mom do that? How does she stay focused on God when her day is so, so full of just mundane, ridiculous tasks that keep her attention? What are your tips? What are your tips? I would say, first and foremost, um, to you got to get up and um, you've got to spend time in the Word with the Lord. And I know um, the whole inspired to action, the, uh, getting up and doing that, is, I think has been a great encouragement to young moms. So put that in your little resource thing. Yeah. But I just think getting up and spending time with God every day, it's, it's like filling your glass straight from the well of the Lord. And you need your cup to be full all the way to the top, sloshing over, because you are giving out of that glass all day, first to your, to your husband. I mean, we're not even talking about husbands here, but boy, they need a lot of sloshing stuff coming out of our cups. And then to all the kids that God's giving you, your cup has to be full of him, the Lord, or you're going to be, there's not going to be anything sweet to slosh on them. So I would say spending time in the word. And one, one thing that I was encouraged when I was a young mom was to keep have your Bible out and keep it open mm. on the kitchen counter or on your desk or have it in, have several Bibles or devotionals, uh, your Jesus calling, um, your utmost, my utmost for his highest, all those kind of devotional books, and just read it as you can because gone are the days when you can sit down and have like this hour long amazing time with the Lord, but you can carve out 10 minutes 
while your kids are eating at the breakfast table and maybe even reading out loud to them, even if they're just a baby, for them to hear the Word of God, how awesome is that? But that encouraged me when I was um, a young mom was to, um, I had a, a mentor, uh, Vicki Kraft at, at church. She, she encouraged us to just keep our Bible out and just to read it as we could and to write scripture down on note cards and put it all over in your car, at the changing table, at the sink, to be meditating on his word. And I think listening to um, good music, uh, scripture music, and music that's um, beautiful and edifying and is, is kind of reinforcing that is, is very important. Because and I think our, our heart wants to sing and our mind wants to uh, focus on things, and I think having beautiful music playing, that's awesome for your kids, too, to be hearing that all the time. So. Um, and I think, like, switching out the note cards, I found, like, I have even have a cabinet, and I have some scripture in there that's probably been in there for years, but I really need to switch it out because I think my brain is, like, so yes. used to it that it's part yeah. of the environment now, and I don't even see it as truth anymore. It's, like, absorbed into the cabinetry wood. So um, Exactly. I've heard, and I've heard that, that you're supposed to switch out pictures and things like that you know like let's say you have pictures on your refrigerator people you're praying for that that you're you just kind of get numb to it if it's always the same and I think it's the same with scripture another thing gal that I I I think has really helped me and I still do this is I take a journal and when I'm reading if I find a verse that I just love or speaks to me or gives life I write it in that journal and so that journal is full of verses that have ministered to me. So maybe on those days when you just feel so tired, and I can't remember being a mom, a young mom, and you're just like, I don't even know where to read. I don't even know where to start. I would get that out, and I would just go through the verses that were that were encouraging to me. You know, verses about you know, praise Psalms about praising God in the morning and, you know, you are my song. I want to sing all day. And, um, it also was helpful because I could never remember where verses were. And when I wanted to encourage somebody, I knew I'm pretty sure it's in that little scripture journal and I could find it and put it in a card or look it up when a friend called and needed a word of encouragement. It had all my verses in it. It's kind of a neat treasure. I love it. And I keep, I still use that, I still write in that and, and take that, like when I go on vacation and just meditate on those verses. And what a great thing for your boys to find, you know, as a legacy of their mom to know, that, well, these are the, these are the scriptures that got her through this time. And I, I think it's awesome. I think it's a great idea. Um, and then you said, there was another thing you had told me about um, in regards to prayer. Like if you're just having one of those no good, very bad days where like you've had your quiet time with God in the morning, yes. your Bibles are everywhere, you've got your journal, and by nine o'clock the wheels have come off. Everyone's screaming, the boys are all hitting each other, yes. you're still in yoga pants, you <laughs> are like, this is never going to get better, this is how my life is going to be the rest of my life, forever. I'm going to be miserable and these children will be mean and it's awful. So you said you had a trick that you would do. Well, it is a very awesome trick and a trick that all these mommies can do so easily. I would just talk, I talked to like one or two friends and I told them, hey gals, sometimes when I'm a little sad, sad, that's kind of what I call it, it's being sad, sad, I don't even have the energy to call you or to explain. I don't even sometimes know why I'm sad, sad. And I just said, 
she goes, couple of friends, I need you to be receptive when I just text you the words pray, that you would just get that, that you wouldn't call me and go, well, what's going on or blah, because I'm not ready to talk about it, that you would just pray for me and that, and that I would do the same for them. And so that has been very encouraging because I think sometimes as women, we don't know why we're sad or, or you just feel so overwhelmed. You can't even, you think if I talk to somebody about this, I'm going to be a blubbering mess. And, um, I would just text them, just say, pray. And sometimes, and they would usually text me back, um, praying or something. So I knew that they got it. And that was so encouraging to me. And then later we could talk about it, but I I would encourage y'all to, to do that, to find somebody that you can make that little agreement with and, it's, it's very life-giving. Well, I think sometimes, I mean, it's good to, like, downshift with a friend. But mm-hmm. in that moment, we just need to go straight to God, I think, and just be like, instead of whining and complaining and exactly. mulling in it, I think sometimes we get on the phone and it just, like, it makes it worse sometimes. Sometimes it's better. Sometimes it's good to just get it all out there with someone. But I think that's what the word pray does. It's like someone else knows that I'm in a bad place. Yes. And so it's out there, but you don't have to like verbalize it and go deeper in your misery um, <laughs> by, by going and, and, and on and on. I would encourage moms. Um, and, and, you know, I am an empty nester. This is my first kind of season of being an empty nester since Kevin just left. Um, I just would encourage them to remember that the days are long, but the years are short. And what seems like forever sometimes when your baby's not sleeping through the night or they're colicky or they're not eating or they're all complaining about mushrooms in the casserole or they can't find their shoes for the 5,000th time or they don't want to put their seatbelts on, whatever, you know, it's just put fill in the blank, that those days are so short, gal. I can't even believe that I don't have any kids at home anymore. Because when you're in the middle of it, you think, this is never going to end. Yeah. And that's what makes it seem so horrible and so undoable. But if I would just encourage them to remember, it's so it's such a short time. Well, and I think, I think that's like all young moms know it because they've heard that. They've heard oh, yes. that the, years are, the days are long, the years are short. We've heard it. But then you've got this double whammy of we know it, we don't feel it. And now we've got guilt piled on guilt because we should be enjoying this. This is going to go by fast. I know. I should be soaking this up. And I am not. I'm like, I. it's like this tension of I want to be enjoying this. I know I should. It's going to go fast. I can look back at old pictures and see how fast it's already going. And yet it is so hard right now. And... um and I think, you know, there's a, the extra bit of something I use that to help me that actually doesn't help me is when things are all going nutty, I'll turn to my cell phone to, like, escape to an adult world for a minute. But I think then what happens is the boys see that I've totally disconnected from the situation. Right. And so they start going crazier. And so then I'm yelling again. And I'm like... And it's become a bad habit for me is that to compensate for feelings of this is just too much. I need to escape. 
instead of going to, you know, my leather chair or picking up that my utmost first highest or something, I go my, to my phone to like, well, what's somebody else doing that's a grown up? <laughs> yeah. And I, you know, I didn't, you know, we were laughing. I don't know if I was talking to you, but I feel sorry for y'all because we didn't have the cell phone and the computers as much as when, when my kids were younger. And I think that's a real, I would really caution to, to try to stay off of some of that when, um, you kind of are having that meltdown because, um, I don't know, it's not, maybe that's not the best, um, to, to do at that point. And, and one thing I was just thinking is, um, I really would encourage all moms to have a mentor mm. because I think it really helps to have somebody who's a little bit down the road who will listen and go, mm, yes, gal, I remember that. That is hard, but I'm telling you, you're going to make it. You're going to, you're doing a great job. You're the perfect mom. I remember that. And you're going to, you know, just having somebody down the road, it just is encouraging. And, and I have a mentor and I mentor moms and I just think you should have both. You should have somebody. Yeah who's down the road from you that can kind of just encourage you and say, this too shall pass. And then you need to be doing that. Even if you're a first time mommy, you need to have somebody who's younger than you that, that you're speaking life into. Yeah. And, um, I think that's, yeah, I got, I, I was grabbed in the nursery hallway the other day. A mom just, it was like, I'm just going to go straight to it, cut straight to it. Do you ever just not like one of your children? <laughs> And we just snuck into a utility closet and talked about, you know, sometimes you just don't like your children. It's okay. You still love them. You just still love them. And is it okay that you don't like? And I just think she needed the affirmation. You know, I was a little ahead of her. She had younger kids. And we do. I think we need someone below us in in all respects. You know, we were talking about with blogging. You know, I have Cat Lee speaking into my life. And then I'm trying to help, you know, those are just starting off too. I think, you know. I think God blesses both, you know, being under someone and, and then teaching someone else in all regards. So, and I think as women that we can be, um, we can save our husbands so much money in counseling and freak outness because we, if we have um, women in our lives that are speaking truth into us and yeah. that are safe for us to go and to say those kind of things, because yes, of course, there's. You, there, we have all felt that gal that really like this child right now. Yeah. You love them, but you're just like, ugh. But you feel like a horrible mom. But it's so awesome when someone goes, yes. But you know, but it kind of helps you get past that, not yeah. to just dwell in that. And yeah. I think whether if you can't figure out or can't find an, a, a, a physical mentor, a real person, I think reading, you know. Um, Sally Clarkson and one of my favorite books by Jean Fleming, A Mother's Heart. I read that book every year because it was one of the first books that I read where she talked about taking scripture, taking the prayer in Ephesians and putting your son or daughter's name in that and praying that for them. I just had never had heard that. I didn't really grow up in a Christian home. And, um, I, you know, sometimes I think too, if you, don't grow up in a Christian home. You think, ah, oh, I don't know how to do this. And you just heap yeah. guilt on yourself because you didn't have an example of, of what that looks like. And so I think having physical mentors and having books, you know, and reading blogs like yours, Heather, is 
it's just a lifeline for people that that just need a little encouragement of, of what this looks like to be a mom, a, a God-centered mom who's loving Jesus and loving her husband and loving her kids. It's mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah. Well, I think those are good ideas, and I'll put that Sally's book and the Mother's Heart book. Um, Leslie gave that to me. It is really, really helpful, really helpful. So, um, oh, I thought of something else. Okay, yeah. yeah. When when you don't like your kids, I think a good thing to do is that night when they're asleep is to go in. I used to do that all the time. Craig and I would do that. Or, or Craig would make me. He's like, honey, let's go look at, um, you know, baby X. And I was like, I don't want to. I'm so sick of them. He's <laughs> like, no, come on, come on. And, and he was right. When you go in there and look at them and they're all, they're like their little jammies on and their little bottoms sticking up in the air. And oh. they're like, oh, you just think, oh, my gosh, I just love them so much. How could I have been so mad at them today? Yeah. So I would encourage, that is a great thing, is to go look at them when they're asleep. Because I think the Lord uses that to help you just to, to love them, to remember, okay, this is, I am a good mom. This is, these are children. I do love them because sometimes in the middle of the day, it can be really not so good. Um, and I also think going outside helped me a lot with my children when things were like, you're losing it inside. I just think there's something about being out in God's nature that just releases some, something in them and in you that really helps. Does that make sense? Some magical power. Yeah, no, I think, Especially for boys, I think, you know, just that freedom to get out, just the change of scenery and just letting them run. And um, I think definitely, yeah, we took a walk last night during the bewitching hour just to kind of get out. We met a couple dogs and ran down the street or the sidewalk and yeah, it was good. And then I came back and they played quietly while I made dinner. So yeah, that's, that's awesome gal. Yeah. So awesome. I think that, yeah. And I think, you know, my advice with the liking, when you don't like your child, that's when I go back to that love languages again. And I think, okay, have I been neglecting filling that one's tank? You know, especially when you have a lot of children, sometimes the noisy ones get the attention or the baby or the oldest who has the homework. And so those middle kids, I totally get the middle kid thing now. Like they are just kind of managed, like don't be too loud, don't hurt anybody. Yes. Not so much fed into as people and helping them find their place. And so I think, have like I know my third is a big hugger. So sometimes when he's going nutso and I don't want to be with him is when I have to go hug him. Right, right. And just hold him on the couch for a while. And then he's like, good. He yes. just wants to know that we're still okay and I love him. And then, you know, the second one is I just need to spend time with him, find something he likes to do, push him on the swing for a few minutes, you know, how he likes, you know, spin it or whatever he likes to do on the swing. And then he's, he's much better. But, um, I think sometimes when we don't like them, we want to not be with them, but that's actually the time we need to be spending more time with them. And and I think when you feel like you're, you know, your whole day is just, falling down around you. I think sometimes we're trying to do too much. And as moms, we need to kind of ask the Lord for wisdom. That's another reason why to get up in the morning and to, you know, to ask him, you know, Lord, how do you want me to spend my day? Because sometimes I would think, I'm just being honest, I felt like my children were interruptions to what Mm -hmm. I was trying to get done or what I wanted to do. And you're like, no, they're not interruptions. They are 
they are the thing I'm supposed yeah. to be doing. What the heck? I'm a stay-at-home mom. And um, it, it helped me to, to, to slow down, to cut things out, and to just ask, you know, to ask the Lord for wisdom. You know, I, I just kind of mentioned reading books, and I'm not saying I don't think that's a good idea, but I think sometimes we tend to, to look too much sometimes to books on, you know, the strong-willed child and the blah bitty blah book about raising kids. And I think sometimes we just need Scripture and God speaking into our hearts and into our husband's hearts to to give us wisdom to yeah. to know oh I need to let I need to sit down on the couch and give that one a back tickle yeah. and I think the Lord does that He honors that He will give us wisdom when we ask for it because He says in His Scripture in James that I will give you what you need I'll give you wisdom when you ask for it and I I, I would say that that's really fun and then you you kind of you have a, a great story to tell about. Of God's faithfulness and how he did answer your prayer that day. So I would say when it gets crazy, slow down, cut something out and, and ask God to give you wisdom. Yeah. For that I moment. That's good. I think that's good. Well, yeah. Leslie, I'm so thankful that you took this time to chat with me and let others listen in because you are a wealth of information and I'm just excited to share you with, um, my friends and listeners, and uh, help us figure out how to do this mom thing well and do it by glor- glorifying God and loving our children and our husbands. So, thank you for being here, and um, I will make sure to tell, give everyone your site address. And, awesome! Uh, so it was so fun, gal. I want to do this again. Yes, yeah. more and more, more and more. So, thank more you. Thanks for listening to the God-Centered Mom podcast. I hope you enjoyed our guests as much as I did. And if you're looking for resources on how to replace me with he, go to GodCenteredMom.com. I want you to know that God is just as present at your kitchen sink as your church pew, that he sees your service and he is pleased. The Lord your God is with you. He is mighty to save. He takes great delight in you and he will quiet you with his love. He will rejoice over you with singing. Have a great day.